Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello there, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of the infamous No Hassle Newsletters, author of these six books, which I'm going to tell you how you can get them for free at the end of the show. For the last 10 years, I am also the host of Dream Business Radio. My special guest for this live edition is Carl J. Cox. Carl, how are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Jim. It's an honor to be on your show today. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, folks, this episode is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner who wants to grow a more profitable business faster, and especially if you're interested in creating multiple streams of revenue in your business, something you should want, then you want to be part of this extraordinary virtual mastermind led by me, Captain Jim, the Dream Business Coach. You can learn more at dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. And by the way, get a free copy of my ebook. Uh, charge what you're worth and work three days a week. In this free report, I detail exactly how I took my business from one business to about seven, back down to four. But I worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the last seven years, and I detail exactly how to do that. It's a free download at work3daysaweek.com, work3daysaweek.com. And now let me introduce Carl and we'll dive right in. You're going to love this. It's going to be very, very inspirational. Carl Cox is the CEO and founder of 40 Strategy, Inc. He is passionate about designing great strategic plans and more importantly, getting them done with focus on purpose, alignment, and key performance indicators. Carl works with leaders to provide them confidence to execute. Carl is the host of the Measure Success podcast, where he talks with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success in their business as well as their personal life. After the plan has been designed, he follows up with the leaders to assure that they've developed best practices, evaluating status, and prioritizing the goals. Carl also designed the Captain Strategy Program. I think it's a very cool name to increase organizational success. You can learn more at www.40strategy.com, 40strategy.com. Once again, Carl, welcome to Dream Business Radio. Thank you so much. Hey, um, so I, I got to tell you, we talked, I, it was about six weeks ago, I think. And um, I'm like, CEOs, I mean, I do with entrepreneurs, but you, you're you you're a CEO, but felt like there was so much more. And I was very inspired with your story. <laughs> I always ask people initially, because mostly I, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs. Did you have any mentors? Were your parents, grandparents and entrepreneurs? But you really did go into corporate America, so to speak. And then I don't want to tell the whole story. I'd like you to do that. You, you kind of felt a little unfulfilled. So give us a little bit of the back history here. Yeah. So starting out many, many moons ago, somebody told me something really wise. I said, this is in the non-entrepreneurial track, just to clarify, but they said something really wise. I said, get a, a degree and people think they know what you know. And then number two, get a great first job. So I ended up deciding I was going to get an accounting degree. I think people could understand that. And number two, 
I ended up joining one of the, the back at that time, big six. Now it's big four public accounting firms. So I started down that track of public accounting, ended up being a, a controller, then at a publicly traded company. But my real passion, I thought what it was going to be, I was going to teach history and coach high school football. That's oh. where I really thought I was going to end up being. And I had actually built up this tax business on the side as an entrepreneur, moonlighting, uh, grew it up to about 45 clients. And I thought that was going to be the case, but they said something really interesting to say, hey, Carl, we, we know you want to leave, but we'd love to invest in you. Mm. And so they said, hey, would you mind taking over IT for us? Because you've done a great job with accounting and everything. And so I said, Sure. It, by the way, that wasn't a quick answer because I thought I was still had this passion, this purpose that I was supposed to teach. I was supposed to coach, but I said yes, and 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 it worked. And and the next thing I said, hey, can you take over technical support? By the way, I can't fix a thing. I, I you give me a wrench, and <laughs> you know I'm gonna hit it over my head. And but we fixed it. And, and then they said, you know, Carl, would you be willing to go to Europe and open up our distribution centers? I was like, sure. And and it worked. The next thing they're like, hey, can you come back here and, and now set up our warehouses and actually help us to do our own manufacturing because we've been primarily a distributor? Can you go to Asia and be a supply chain? It was yes, 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 mm. yes. And through those experiences, I went from being a bean counter to actually learning how to actively work on multiple phases of a business. And this, by the way, this business was tripling in size while it was occurring. Wow. And, and so I was really fortunate to have the courage to say yes. And through that courage to say yes, it gave me these really interesting experiences, which there's a, more of the story, of course, but that's, that's how I ultimately really got out of my shell of being caught in corporate to now having diversity and seeing so much more. And of course, it, we're not talking about a three-week journey here, multi-year journey, right? Um, what, what, what was that span? Six, 10 years or, or longer? I was with that company for nine, uh, okay. that particular company. And so it, it, there was more of the story in that. Once again, that was a shortened version. But what was interesting about it is I, we were really, I was fortunate. We had Fortune 500 executives that, that trained me within the company. Even though we were a small company, mm -hmm. under 50 million, we acted like a Fortune 500 company from a strategy standpoint. Then I got um, asked, and I never thought I was going to leave. Had everything balanced, by the way. I ended up coaching like I thought I wanted to do, Jim. I had this balance. Like, Well, you had the home. corporate job. You, you yes. ended up coaching. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. So I actually coached 25 seasons of sports, winning seasons. Uh, we were, we were, it was really a lot of fun I had in being able to actually have this balance, so to speak, of, of still being present with my family, still traveling around the world, and doing these really cool corporate things. But then I got this other opportunity to be with a company that increased from 70 to 450 employees, also really big in strategy. Then another opportunity came about is, can you open up the US office for a strategic playing software company based out of Australia? And I was like, oh, of course, I got to try that one out. Yeah. So that's when I really got into what I call the true entrepreneurial start is, is I, I, we sold a deal to Johnson Johnson. I convinced the wife, hey, it's time to leave this high paying job and and truly be an entrepreneur and so this is the interesting gym that i found that i didn't expect we were doing strategy we grew from 50 clients to 350 clients in three years we were crushing it became 50 percent of the global business and people were buying our product some of them were buying our product like they buy a peloton bike and, and for those of you who have a peloton bike that is now a very expensive towel rack you understand what i'm saying right <laughs> Um, th there is a lot of people that buy stuff that they think it's going to be their solution, but there's no vision, mm -hmm. there's no plan, there's no buy-in, 
and there's no execution and they don't lose any weight as a result of that purpose of buying the Peloton bike. Well, people are doing the same thing with our strategy software. They were thinking that was their Peloton bike to strategy to make their company stronger. Well, I ended up out of need starting doing free consulting. Eventually they're starting to get paid as with the client down to Phoenix. And they said, Carl, two hours in the meeting, they pull me say, I would pay you 10 grand for that last two hours alone. And I remember turning the person I was with as wow. I think I'm in the wrong business. Right. Yeah. And, and then through there, um, the CEO of Shirley eventually said, Hey Carl, would you be kind enough to open up my global consulting business? Well, I still had kids, I got four kids and, and mm -hmm. amazing, incredible opportunity, but I was going to miss their high school athlete, their, their college athletes as well. And I wasn't worth missing it. So I politely declined. And that's the story of 40 strategy. That's how we got built was literally out of, I'm going to now do this own, on my own and focus on the U.S. as my basic clients. So the, the goal was to build 40 strategy, but at your own pace. So you could still participate while your kids were, you know, teenagers in school. Exactly. And that, and that right there is some serious focus. So where, so early on you had the, um, the tax business or the accounting business, where, where was that at this stage still going? Well, that's one of my little regrets, by the way, is that I ended up selling that, um, okay. you know, so when I was in that growth of the business, I was like, oh, I'm never going to go back to that again. But I, I do have a little bit of regrets of like Jim, what you've done is, is having those multiple side mm -hmm. businesses, right. Where you can get that passive income. Right. I didn't have that mindset back then. Um, it was like, oh, just go home. But that, that is honestly one of those regrets that I had that I ended up selling that business. So when did, what, what time frame now? Like when did you start 40 strategy? January, 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. And so your exit from the, from the big company, are, are they a client? But it's just a lot of times when you're in this position, you start your own consulting firm. They, you, it's one of your first clients or was it, was it harmonious? Uh, not so much. Not I mean, so it, was, much. It, okay. it was, it was, and it wasn't. And so uh -huh. there was a little bit of, um, once again, it all worked out well in the big picture of things, but they were a little disappointed, right? Because we had this really success and they really wanted me to be that person to help drive their next business, mm. but it wasn't aligned with my values, right? Um, it wasn't worth missing my family being gone and away from them. And, and so that's when I made the point. So for the reality was my clients did not come at its core from right. Cascade strategy that I had to build them, develop them. Now there were a couple who said, Hey Carl, we want to still use you. And so I was pretty fortunate. We had three different clients by February of 2020. Interestingly enough, by February, 2020, I was making as much as I was when I was back in my highest paying job. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Um, so I'm just curious, um, not people that get, and I have a couple of friends who, who went the corporate route and they just feel bad and bemoan that they miss so much of their children's growing up in high school and dance recitals and school events and things like that. Um, you, you had the foresight, I guess, to, to see that was more important than continuing to grow your position and, uh, income, I guess. You know, one of the things I saw really early on when I was with uh, one of the major public accounting firms is it was, it was, and I, I don't want to make judgment, but I had married my high school sweetheart. We had planned to be to marry forever. We're still about to be married now, 27 years uh, tomorrow. <laughs> and there was a decision of, I saw multiple of those partners did not have rings still on their finger. And it wasn't because they weren't married. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I had this aha moment was the 
yes, I could see the path to becoming a partner, but it, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was not worth it. It, it, it. And so I, that's when, so when a recruiting call after I earned my CPA came across, I, I jumped all over it, frankly, because I, I did not want to get involved of this corporate ladder of where you, you, you have the golden handcuffs, right. And you, and you mm-hmm. feel the golden handcuffs are more important than, than your other core priorities of your life. And I did not want to go down that path. Very interesting. So 40 strategy, and by the way, folks, the website is really good. You ought to check it out. 40 strategy.com. I'm going to ask you some questions about things I found on there. Where did that come from? 40 strategy. So the, the really interesting part about strategy is most organizations only spend about 2% of their time on strategy. What, what does strategy mean? Working on your business, not working in your business. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's about 40 hours per year. And so that's where the concept of 40 strategy came about. Um, now, there's a secondary reason is 40 is a kind of well-known term of if you may, the, the, the 40 days or the 40 years of struggle and strife of getting through to your end destination. Because you know the reality is, yes, you, you, we can become successful. But when you dive into the detail, there's very few overnight successes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a series of making the right strategic decisions on your business so you can actually get the fruit, be in the position that you are in gym, right? Where you have generated three days a week, you generate passive income, active income, you've created automated systems like that are clockwork, right? That takes time. And I think you mentioned me before, and that wasn't an easy thing either, right? You had to let go and do a lot of different changes to help get to that end result. Yeah, that that was a huge part of it is delegation, knowing that, well, nobody can do it as good or as fast or as cheap as I can, but yet I, if I do it all, I'm going to stay right here in this little box. That's exactly right. Wow. Um, your website reminds CEOs that the buck stops with them, right? Everybody's heard that. But that can often lead to overwork and burnout, paralysis by analysis, isolation, which is not isolation is not just something at the CEO, C-suite level. That's something a lot of entrepreneurs feel very lonely sometimes and stalled growth. Can you, I, that's a huge question there, but unpack that a little bit. Well, let, let's start with the, the picture of that being alone at the top. You know, if you, whether you're a solopreneur or you've gone on and you actually start to have some employees that are working for your firm as an entrepreneur, you'll realize that people don't treat you the same. I, I realize this. I remember when I was 25 years old, I'd say some jokes and maybe one person would half laugh. But when I'd say the same joke and I became a CEO, they would bust out laughing. <laughs> Pity laugh. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and all of a sudden, so I, I recognize that, wow, they're not telling me the truth. They're mm-hmm. treating me differently and showing me, if you may, more respect because of who I am and my position to them. Okay. Okay. So- that was this big aha moment. And I, and I also being a number two for many different organizations, I also recognize this, that everyone didn't want to tell the CEO something. And why? It's because they're paying their bills. They're paying, helping pay their mortgage. They're helping to pay their car payment, right? They want to tell the CEO what they want to hear. So you are alone at the top, right? You don't Everyone in your company isn't going to tell you exactly the truth. And this is the value of having somebody like you, Jim, right? To be able to ask questions and ask the tough things that you can't mention internally. This is one of the sad truths. Everyone will say, oh, be transparent, be transparent, be transparent. Well, let's have them start being transparent with us. I'm talking about the employees 
to the CEO. And it's just, unfortunately, it's not 100% true. Right. No matter how honest the organization is, people are not going to risk their lifestyle their, to tell you the truth sometimes. So you need somebody from the outside to give you those insights because they're just telling you all the yes, 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 no matter how much you tell them to be contradict and give you something different. It's very true. Um, and also, you know, sometimes even in, in the coaching space, you're, I, I know you can be um, maybe a little apprehensive about being stone cold honest. I call it Jim's tough love sometimes. And one of the things I'll say to my clients at the very beginning, because there's what I call the honeymoon stage of any relationships at the beginning when it's just, and I say, I'm every once in a while, I will ask for permission to speak candidly. That's your clue that I'm going to be a little tough with you. And they'll say, yeah, I want that. So there's different ways to do that, but it is still hard to tell somebody whether it's your boss or a paying client, you know, sometimes the hard truth. Um, you, you, I read about on your website also, Carl, a three-pronged strategy that, that serves as the foundation when working with growing organizations. Um, if I put you on the spot, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, there's, there's, there's two different pieces you made. There's kind of a three-prong and then there's, there's the, the foundational pillars that we talk about, the principles that we go through. So from, from the three part, it's, it's people, process, and systems, right? Mm -hmm you know, usually an organization can't get to the next level because there are people, right? That you don't have the right people in place to help move to the right route. That's number one. Processes, you haven't dialed them in or automated them. And then systems, you don't have the right system in place to scale. The problem is you have to identify, is it one, two, or three of those for each respective stage to get to where you want to be? Now, the real part we when we work deeply with clients is we have seven different principles that we move through with them. And so uh, you want me to go through and walk through that, Jim? Would that be sure, helpful? I would love to do that. Yes. Okay. So so we start with, and we I love how you're called Captain Jim Palmer because we use the CAPTAIN acronym um, for this specifically. So the C is about your compass. Mm -hmm. You need to have the end in mind. You know, whether that's a 10 year or 15 or 20, you need to think longer term. You know, where do you want to be, quote unquote, when you grow up or when you retire or things of that nature? It's really important to have a long term mind because your strategy, if it's going in the wrong direction of your compass, it's not going to be worthwhile. Can I interrupt you real quick? Because when Please. I was I was reading about this, I was I'm glad you brought it up because that was my next question. So the compass, and I read somewhere, and of course, driving a boat from here 80 miles out. If your compass is off one degree. It's not so much when you're traveling, and I used to read about you know being a pilot in a plane. But if you go hundreds of miles off one degree, you're going to be hundreds of miles off course when you get there. So that's pretty. Is that what you want to mean there? Yeah, you nailed it. That's okay. exactly right. Is 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 that you want to make sure if you may using that terminology that north star, you're trying to get to a final destination. And so this isn't about, by the way, a vision statement, even though it's mm -hmm. okay to write one. We're talking about an envisioned future. What is your future going to look like? What is your company, yourself, your organization going to look like in the future? And you'll know you're heading the right direction when you start to see characteristics of that start to play true. Like, right? For you, Jim, you probably had this dream of, hey, I want to work three days a week, right? You know, it, 
I just wanted to. Did you ever have that? I'm kind of curious. No, well, not initially. I didn't even know I'd be a coach, right? One of my mentors said, hey, every once in a while, somebody's going to say, how are you doing that? You may be a coach. <laughs> and and ultimately, when I got my first boat and I, I, I took that, there was this little period real quick. And I was like, looking back at the first 12 years of my business, working the proverbial 80 hours a week, said, do I want to do that for 10 more years? I said, no. And then I started figuring out how can I take Fridays off so I could have a three-day week weekend. I like that so much. That's when I figured out how to, how to take Mondays off too. That's, and, and that's not uncommon, right? Is you, you found a breaking point and you're like, okay, how can I start getting incremental improvements? And that's a brilliant way, right? To help fixing. And the reality is this, you can't go from 80 hours a week to three days a week. Otherwise no. you're going to go out of business or go broke or something's going to, you can't, it's broken, right? It's mm -hmm. broken at a point if you try to go towards there. So you do have to make incremental changes. So we move to the next thing. It's about aspiring and, and that's ultimately the goal oriented type part. And we talk about destinations, not goals. You know, you and I probably know this and people in our audience, but how many of you have kept or your friends have kept your New Year's resolutions, which we oh, call our Lord. goals? <laughs> we'll, we'll say zero. <laughs> right. It's about three to 3% if you're being, um, it, three to 10%. It, it depends on who's talking about it. I think it's closer to three rather than the 10%, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of people who actually follow through. And, and so we, but we do try to get people to stretch the why is because if you don't stretch your goals, you're not going to change your habits. So we, we really work on that beginning part of stretch changing, going something a little bit further than you typically do to help change your habits. But we talk about destinations, just the same thing you talked about in the boat. You're going to be a point where you're going to be in the middle of the ocean. You don't know exactly where you are other than your compass. That's right. Right. And, and you need to have navig navigational points along the way. I'm skipping ahead a little bit to the illumination stage, which is down the eye. But you need to have these leading indicators that are telling you to where you're, you're actually on track because it's not going to feel that way. So let me pull back. The P is the plan. Okay. And that's – let's keep really simple here what strategy means. And honestly, it took me to us 30 years old. So if, if there are people out there who, who don't feel like the strategy experts, you shouldn't be because there's – you probably don't know anybody strategic planning – PhD, right? There's about three of them. I mean, there's very, very few in the United States. Yeah. There's a lot more in, in UK, but it's really rare. So when we come with the plan, it's literally strategies how you get from your origin point to your new destination. That's strategy. And, and the plan and what we want to do different compared to what people typically do is if you have a team, you need to incorporate that team with figuring out the buy-in. They need to, you figure out where the plan is, how you're going to get there. And incorporate your team and figure that out because 51% of managers are going to actively stop you from being successful because they don't want to change. That's right. So we need to figure out that piece around that. Now, after we do the plan, uh, if, if you're like me, Jim, and I, I, a lot of us entrepreneurs are this way and CEOs is there's no idea that's not a good idea. You talk about it and your website, the shiny object, right? We are classic for loving the new idea. We talk about trimming it down to the essential few. We, so we go through a, an analysis of taking the best impact, greatest opportunity of success, and we focus on those only. So that's a big part of why we be successful. Only 10% of organizations complete two-thirds of their strategic objectives. And is that likely because their list is too long? Like, I want to do these 10 things. But when you whittle it down to two or three, you have a much higher chance of, of making it happen. It's a big part of it right there. Exactly. Mm. Get it down to the essential few. Then the next part is about starting. Okay, this is crazy. Only 20% of organizations start their strategic plans on time. 
So think about that, right? This is like you're on an airplane and if you leave late, you know you're not getting there on time unless somehow you the tailwinds on a plane yes. is getting in the right direction, right? You're not going to catch up unless it's a long flight. And so you need to leave, you need to actually have, and, and I'm going to do the boat analogy again. And that's, that's what my book lost at CEO. You know, it's this kind of C metaphor uh -huh. um, that we have. And, and the concept is you have to have the courage to leave in the start. And why do people not want to leave? Let's go back to that. Even the best in the world, McKenzie, only 20% and Bain, all the big you know consulting firms, you have to pay and spend a half million dollars or more just to start talking with them. It's, they have a 20% success or less mm. wow. on implementation. Why? So why do people not try new things? Because they, they're going to, they feel like they're going to fail because the, the numbers are against them. So this is once again, why we go through these principles to help make sure they're successful. Then, then after we move through uh, the captain, the A, we, we did the act, which is, we already talked about. We already talked about the indicators. Now this is the right. key difference, Jim is let's say somebody's trying to increase their sales and, and they've decided Hey, good news. We're going to increase our sales force. We're going to hire a salesperson to help us grow this year. Now, Jim, I don't, I don't know if you, I'm sure you have in your, one of your businesses, but how long does it take to typically find a new salesperson? A good one. Oh, good Lord. It's months. Right. Right. So let's just say three to six months. Okay. okay? How long does it take to train that new salesperson? Again, three to six months, probably. That's right. That's right. So this is the this is the the cold hard reality. That might be a great strategy, but not to grow your sales this year. They are probably only going to be picking up your or your existing sales leads that you already had. Mm -hmm. They're not providing any incremental business. So strategy, you have to think about cause and effect. When am I going to do something? Is it going to have an outcome? And so we focus on those leading indicators once again. Let's let's talk about the sales process. You want to you want to increase your sales. Great. Okay, so let's try to do something this year that's going to have an impact. What can we do this year? Let's start making sure we have more demos of our product because we know when we do a demo, we're much more likely to get a sale. So that's an example of a leading indicator, right? Our leading indicator gets a sale because we can't control somebody pressing the button to buy our product. That's, that's the outcome, but we can control doing a good demo. And so that would be one of your leading indicators to get your outcomes. And so that's what we focus. And then finally, the last stages after you do the indicators is navigate because nothing happens like you expect. Strategic planning is a hypothesis. It's not a fact. So, um, Carl, we got about five minutes left. I want to ask you about your book, Loss at CEO, which just came out uh, in the last week or two, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Strategy. Um, how, first of all, how long did it take you to write that and, and, uh, give us a brief synopsis. Two and a half years. It oh, was wow. a battle. Yeah, it was a battle. Um, I had, so, and the reason why it happened that way is originally I wrote the book, like a traditional, here's your seven matter of fact, it was called the seven cells of success. That was the original book title. Um, it was going to be like your traditional business book. Here's literally going through these principles that I mentioned, but I learned that people know it's wrong to smoke, but they still smoke. Mm-hmm. People know it's wrong to have uh, eat too much food, but we still do. It's not a fact problem. It's an emotional problem. Okay. Okay. So this book is intended to connect with people. So they see their own journey. And so what, what the story is, it's a, it's a 
fable, if you may, about, a, about an entrepreneur named Jack, CEO. And he's trying to get, he was had initial success, has been a very successful businessman, but he's stuck. And he has the pressure at home with his spouse, the board, the board, his employees. And it's a story of how, and he meets this while he's at a coffee shop. He meets this consultant along the way. And we call him Charlie Joseph, which is my grandfather's name. And he gives them some guidance along the way. Of, uh, there's a better way to do it than you've been doing it in the past. And so it's a really fun read. We've been getting excellent reviews. We actually hit 12. Uh, let's get this right. 12 different categories. We were number one in Amazon bestseller. Wow. Good for you. That's awesome. By the way, um, it's a longer book to write because you really have to know what you're doing as a storyteller. But parables are very impactful because people don't want to put down the story, right? I mean, well, the Bible's full of parables. Um, my good friend Bob Berg co-wrote a book, The Go-Giver, which is a parable. There's a lot of parables out there. And it's because I think you get wrapped up in the character and you want to find out what's going to happen as opposed to just reading a, a book. Okay, now go do this. Step one, two. You know what I mean? So yeah. how, did, was that new to you? Did somebody advise you to do that? I'm just curious. So one of my favorite books was called The Goal by Elijah Goldratt many okay. years ago. And it it has significant impact. And I, I, I read lots of books as well. And I found as well the stories, right, are the things that resonate with us the most. And so I made that very intentional decision to connect with the audience. So exactly what Jim says, they're going to finish this book and that's, I'm getting crazy responses. It's been overwhelming. We've been so excited. And Jim, one of the things I want to say to your audience, anybody who's listening here, we're going to provide this for the next few months. You send me an email at Carl J Cox at 40 strategy.com. Carl J Cox at 40 strategy.com. I'll give you a free signed copy of the book. Go. Oh, wow. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. Now, if you don't want to uh, get the free signed copy, just go to Amazon and buy plenty. Um, <laughs> there you go. But uh, and Your we're choice. on Audible if you like that approach. But yeah, we you can get us through all the major uh, we're on Barnes and Noble, etc. So uh, love to hear your feedback and and uh, do those reviews. We really appreciate that. We got about one minute. I'm going to call it two because it's my show. Um, so in the early chapters, there was one called the Tsunami and one called Survivor Night. You can pick which one and just tell us about that chapter. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll do Survivor Night because it's it's kind of a fun one. It, it's uh, Survivor Night was this part of the story where um, literally he's working while his spouse is watching Survivor. <laughs> he is going through, and he's not he's not connected with his family because he's just working. Mm. So it, it sounds more intentional, like like more me, but it's this it's this interesting part of right where it, he's he's at home, but he's actually not connected. And he starts learning later on in the book that there's a better way of doing that as well. Mm, okay. and, and so it's a really fun uh, part of the story. And just to let you know, I've been there, right? It, I've had people read this book and they say it's about me, but that that's literally you. Just You're Jack. <laughs> yeah. I had a brand new client, a brand new client that I'd only met one time in person before giving to the book. And he said, Carl, how did you write this about me? And you only met me one time. Wow. That's a high compliment. I've, I've had that, by the way. My book, Decide, forget which shoulder it's over, this one, uh, is my mindset book. And I have had people tell me that, that I would see at different events. It goes, I know you wrote that book about me. I hate you for it, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. So when you resonate with that, I mean, that that really touches the heart of an of a author, for sure. I know what that's like. Congratulations. 
Um, well, this has been a fun half hour. I knew it would be when I met you. I was very excited to have you on the show, Carl. Um, how can people connect with you? Give them the address of that great website you have and also reiterate how they can get a signed copy of your book. Yeah. So once again, Carl J. Cox, uh, that's, that's my name. You want to uh, do some research on me. You could 40 strategy, four zero strategy.com. That's the best way to connect all of our information's out in there. You could also find our book lost at CEO. And, uh, that's on Amazon to go ahead and find that, info, find that lost at CEO. And then if you want to get a free signed copy, email Carl J Cox, C A R L J C O X at four zero strategy.com. And I'll be more than happy to help you out. Once again, please say you were on this show. Uh, you know, you referred by Captain Jim Palmer. And, and through that, we'll help make sure we get you that free copy for you. That's awesome. Carl, thank you so much for coming on Dream Business Radio. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hey, folks, that wraps up this special interview with Carl J. Cox. I told you it would be good, right? And if you're watching this on replay, which is what most people do, then uh, hit hashtag replay and, and uh, tell Carl thank you. And um, you can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. If this is the only place we're connected on social media and YouTube, go to getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in joining me and about 26 other smart entrepreneurs in the Dream Business Mastermind, that is dreambizcoaching.com. Don't forget to get a free copy of my ebook, work3daysaweek.com. I detail exactly how I went from one company to multiple companies, scaled back to where I've been working three days a week for the last seven years. That is at work3daysaweek.com. Okay, I told you, all six of these books are available for free. It's part of my legacy building program. And they are free in digital format. So if you go to Amazon, obviously those are Kindle. You can go to Barnes and Noble and get the uh, what's called a Nook book. And they are also in the iBook store, totally free. No opt in, no nothing. Just go get them. Get a get a good little little get a good education on me. <laughs> it's part of my legacy program. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.